The Conservatives have suffered crushing defeats in two by-elections overnight, with Labour overturning substantial majorities in both Mid-Bedfordshire and Tamworth. The result in Mid-Bedfordshire represents the largest Conservative majority overturned by Labour at a by-election since 1945. It was triggered following the resignation of former Culture Secretary Nadine Doris. With the story, here's our political correspondent, Helen Catt. These by-elections were billed as nail-biters. Close, tense, in the end they delivered two significant victories to Labour. First in Tamworth, the 57th safest Conservative seat in the country before last night. Edwards, Sarah Siena, Labour Party, 11,719 votes. The new MP was elated. It's certainly feeling very historic. I think one of the things we can take is a lot of comfort from the fact that people have seen that Labour are offering a positive vision, that they want a fresh start and they're not seeing that the Conservatives have anything to offer. The defeated Conservative candidate chose not to stick around. In a statement, the Tories described it as a difficult result on a much reduced turnout. But it was about to get even more difficult for them. Over in mid-Bedfordshire, when the ballot boxes started arriving, it had still been too close to call in a rare three-way fight between the Conservatives, Labour and the Lib Dems. The Liberal Democrats doubled their share of the vote, but once again it was Labour who emerged victorious. I therefore duly declare Alistair Luke Strathen elected as Member of Parliament for the Mid-Bedfordshire Parliamentary Constituency. For Labour, an emotional reaction. The Labour Party wouldn't be where it is right now without Keir Starmer's leadership. It's the changes he's made to bring us closer to values that we have here in Mid-Bedfordshire that have been so powerful. Those values of respect, community first, country first politics are so important. And that's given us the platform we've needed to be able to deliver such a historic result here and set us up for hopefully a historic win going into the next general election. For the Conservatives, another swift exit. And a lot to contemplate defeated in two safe seats with their share of the vote slashed in each. By-elections do often throw up surprises. These ones could leave behind some significant political aftershocks. Helen Catt, BBC News. Well, lots of reaction to those Labour victories this morning. Uh, first up, we heard from Labour Party leader Sir Keir Starmer speaking to voters in Mid-Bedfordshire. What a fantastic candidate! What a has not only won here, he's made history here yeah. in the last 24 hours. What an incredible achievement already. And thank you to all of you for doing all that hard work, for being such a brilliant team. This was such a hard fight. It was such a big majority. It was a three-way fight. Every single conversation, every vote that you persuaded to come across to us was work that you've done on behalf of this constituency for a better future. So thank you to all of you for having that positive case that we took out there. This is an incredible night in politics, an incredible morning, um, an incredible result here for so many reasons. It is clear that the voters here have turned their back on a failed Tory government. They've had enough of the decline of the last 13 years and they are crying out for change, positive change that the Labour Party can bring them, positive change that a changed Labour Party can bring them. 
building that economy so that it raises living standards for everywhere across the country. Not just rebuilding our NHS, but taking it forward so that it's fit for the future, making sure that we have the skills and opportunities for all of our young people everywhere across this country. So that is our positive case. We take this incredible victory humbly. We know that voters here have voted for us and they put their trust and their confidence in a changed Labour Party. And we will repay them for that trust and confidence. We do so humbly. And I know there were people yesterday, uh, probably voted Tory in the past, who voted for a changed Labour Party because they despair at the state of their own party. I'm glad that they've seen that our party is changed, that they can put their trust and confidence in them. And I hope that that persuades other voters across the country who may have voted for other parties in the, last, in the past, that the party of the future, the party of national renewal, to reject the decline of the last 30 years is this changed Labour Party. So we go forward, thank you so much, an incredible result. Yeah. Well, that's Sakir Starmer there with reaction to those victories overnight. Uh, a different picture for the Conservatives, though, following those two heavy blows. Here's how the Conservative Party chairman, Greg Hans, reacted. The results are very disappointing. We're disappointed to have, disappointed to have lost uh, both the by-elections. Um, we had great candidates in Festus Akinbasoya and Andy Cooper. I think we had good campaigns. I think the biggest problem was uh, cons previous Conservative voters uh, staying at home. The turnout was very, very low in both the polls. Uh, we didn't really see any increase in Labour's vote. Uh, the Lib Dems didn't do well. So I think it was principally a problem that we need to find better ways to um, energise our Conservative voters to uh, come out and support the government. Um, you say they're staying at home. It effectively means they're not voting. Uh, we spoke to Daisy Cooper earlier from the Lib Dems who said that on the doorstep, and I'd be interested to hear what you think has been happening on the doorsteps of those um, constituencies. She spoke to one 80-year-old who'd always voted Conservative. She was furious with the party on the doorstep and was changing her votes. Have you recognised that? Have you seen that? Have you witnessed that um, or heard that from your candidates? Well, I think uh, there's a lot of fury about the background to the by-elections, what have caused those by-elections. Uh, you mentioned the Lib Dems. Of course, the Lib Dems you know, lost their deposit in Tamworth and, and didn't make the, any progress in mid-Bedfordshire. Uh, but clearly for us, I think it is right that uh, a number of our voters are unhappy with the government. Uh, we clearly have a job to do to win them back into our column. What I might say, though, having been ten times to Mid-Bedfordshire, I didn't meet a single person come to the door and say the solution to their problems was Keir Starmer and Labour or indeed the Lib Dems. So, you know, I think it is a lot of work uh, for us to do, um, but these are low turnout by-elections, governments traditionally don't win by-elections, and that was the case last night as well. Mm. The view there from uh, Greg Hans, the Conservative Party chairman. Well, as for the Lib Dems, Daisy Cooper, who's the deputy leader of the Liberal Democrats, uh, she emphasised that their party had been able to attract some Conservative voters. Well, this has clearly, um, in the end, turned out to be a sort of three-way seat. Um, and uh, as I say, we're really proud of the fact that we managed to almost double our share of the vote. And we did win over 
uh, the support of thousands and thousands of lifelong Conservative voters. Um, clearly, we won a lot of support in more of the sort of rural villages. There was about 48 uh, villages uh, in mid-Bedfordshire. We know that Labour focused more on the towns in that area. But if our, the success that we had in winning support in those villages was replicated, that would put us on course to win a number of constituencies at the next general election. Daisy Cooper, uh, well, in mid-Bedfordshire, the Labour candidate, Alistair Strathern, won the seat with 13,872 votes. It gives the party a majority of 1,192 votes. It means a swing from the Conservatives to Labour was 20.5%. So let's get the very latest with our political correspondent, Nick Eardley, who is in mid-Bedfordshire. And Nick, I'm just looking at um, the comments you've been posting on the live page. Uh, Keir Starmer telling you he won't get carried away. There is still a long way to go. And that's the point. You know, we don't even have a date for a general election. But the signs look a bit better for Labour after the results last night. Do you know what, Ben? Keir Starmer was insisting that he's not getting ahead of himself, but he could hardly hide his smile this morning. He reckons, he argues, this is a game-changer, and it means that Labour can now win seats in parts of England that it's never won seats in before. Two weeks ago, he was in Rutherglen, saying that Labour could win back parts of Scotland that it's not won for a decade. So it does feel whatever... Labour are saying this morning, and yes, they do want to appear like they're keeping themselves grounded and they're not being complacent. There is a confidence which has been gradually growing for months now and will only grow significantly further after these two results. It is worth bearing in mind where I am in mid-Bedfordshire. Labour have never won here. This is a seat that they've never won in the whole time it's existed as a constituency in the past, they didn't really bother to campaign here because they didn't think they had much of a shot at all. And what they did yesterday was overturn the biggest by-election, uh, the biggest majority ever overturned at a by-election. So it's a real moment, it feels, in the electoral cycle. Labour don't want to get ahead of themselves this morning, but there is a pattern emerging. There are four by-elections in a row now. If you take Uxbridge to the side and assume that that's a slightly different one because of some local factors, there are four by-elections in a row. Selby, Rutherglen, Tamworth and Mid-Bedfordshire, where there's been a swing of more than 20% to the Labour Party. That's why Keir Starmer had such a big smile this morning. Yes, and if you start to look at those headlines, um, Nick, the first time Labour's made two by-election gains on the same day since 1962. As you touched on, no government previously losing such a safe seat as Tamworth to the opposition party in a by-election. One wonders this morning what is going on at Conservative Party headquarters, how they will lay out their strategy ahead of what could be a general election year. Yeah, look, I mean, it's, it's going, there's going to be a lot of head-scratching going on in Conservative HQ this morning. We had Greg Hans, the Tory chairman, on the airwaves this morning, insisting his party can still win the next general election, insisting that he doesn't need to resign, that it's not his fault that things are in the state they're in. But there's no doubt, if you're a Conservative MP waking up this morning looking at your prospects for a general election, you are going to be pretty worried about what you've seen in both Tamworth and in Mid-Bedfordshire because it is those areas that should be safe, true 
blue Tory heartlands that are starting to turn. In the past, some of it has been to the Liberal Democrats. That's still a threat to the Tories in some parts of the country. But now you have Labour making these really significant historic gains in seats like this one. I mean, look, we should point out, Ben, that by-elections and general elections are different things. The Conservative Party will be hoping that although its vote just didn't turn out yesterday, that they'll be able to do something to enthuse them at a general election. It's certainly true to say that people often think of general elections differently to by-elections. There can be that sense of who do you want to run the country rather than delivering a verdict on the government of the day. But it's also inescapable that there are some trends in the recent by-elections. There are trends in the polls to they're all very good news for the Labour Party and they're looking at the moment like a complete nightmare for the Conservatives. Uh, and just a word on the Liberal Democrats, Nick, if you would, because we heard there from Daisy Cooper saying, look, disappointed not to win, but they managed to attract some Conservative voters. And uh, talk to me about the role that they will play in this next election. Well, the interesting thing up to now has been there's largely been a single challenger to the Conservative Party, Labour or the Lib Dems. I feel like I've been to, you know, about half a dozen or so by-elections over the past couple of years. And in each of them, there was seen to be one main party that had the most chance of ousting the Conservatives. That wasn't the case here in Mid-Bedfordshire because both Labour and the Lib Dems threw the kitchen sink at it. Now, the Lib Dems were arguing up until yesterday that they could win. They weren't miles away, but to be honest, they weren't that close either. The argument they're making this morning is that they can take on the Conservatives in some parts of the country where Labour can't. I think that's probably true, actually, in, for example, the southwest of England, where they have more of a chance of unseating a Conservative than Labour would. It's a question of whether there is some unofficial tactical voting at a general election. In seats like this, there's a question of does that, if, there's, if that doesn't happen, does it split the anti-Conservative vote. That could have happened here. There were some speculating the Conservatives might sneak through the middle because the Labour and Lib Dem vote was, well, because both stood, frankly, and both gave it a proper shot. But yeah, look, the Lib Dems will be more important at a general election. They think that they can increase the number of MPs they have quite considerably at the general election. They are almost solely taking on Conservative incumbents in the seats that they're hoping to add. And again, it feeds into that picture we were just talking about. If you're sitting in Conservative HQ this morning and you're trying to figure out what, what does the next general election look like? Well, you've got parts of the country where Labour historically have had no chance, where it looks like they do have a chance now. Certainly if these by-elections are anything to go by. You also have Tory heartlands in the south of England where in the past the Conservatives would have thought they were pretty comfortable, where the Lib Dems think they can challenge as well. So if the Conservatives are going to have any hope of turning this around, there's going to have to be a lot of work done quickly. Nick, really good to have you there. Thanks very much. Um, that's Nick Eardley there uh, in mid-Bedfordshire. And that, the picture on the ground there. But how about Tamworth, the scene of that other important Labour victory last night? Our correspondent Henry Zeffman is there. He's been following that result. These results don't determine the general election, sure, but there is plenty that you can read into them. Uh, governments don't generally lose by-elections on swings like this. That's why we've spent all morning talking about 
how historic the scales of these defeats are. So uh, I think, you know, for the government to try and pass this off as just some sort of midterm blues, I think underplays the scale of what seemed to happen last night. One specific thing to do with Tamworth that I think is very important to understand is that Tamworth voted very strongly to leave the European Union in 2016. And that was a big reason why in seats like this, uh, in all different parts of the country, but especially around here in the West Midlands and also the North, Labour's vote really fell away at the 2019 general election where the Conservatives won a landslide. Now, last night suggests, just suggests, that some of those voters who back Brexit now have forgiven the Labour Party for uh, opposing Brexit and for wanting a second referendum, or at least are willing to vote on different issues. And if that's true all over the country in strong Brexit-supporting areas, that opens up a whole new class of seats for the Labour Party at the next general election, which we're expecting next year, where they could prosper. And that could suggest a very dark period for the Conservative Party at the next general election. Yes, and the government will say that these uh, sort of results may happen if there's midterm blues, that, uh, you know, the electorate is just a little bit unhappy, but it won't be reflected at that general election. But it does feel different this time, doesn't it? And, and that is the point. That is why the government will be so worried by these figures. Yeah, and to state the obvious, it's not the middle of the parliamentary term. <laughs> the last general election was almost four years ago. The next general election has to take place by mid-January 2025. We're expecting it really at the very latest December next year. So the government doesn't have a lot of time to turn it around. Now, one crumb of comfort, and I think it is really just a crumb, but one crumb of comfort among Conservatives I've been speaking to this morning, they say, well, look how volatile public opinion clearly is, because just four years ago, the public delivered the worst general election result to the Labour Party that they'd had in 80-odd years. So they say, if the public can change its mind about the Labour Party really quickly, well then, between now and the next general election, it might change its mind about the Conservative Party. And so the position might look quite different come the general election. And I think, you know, that may well be the case. But that just underscores that what the Conservative Party are relying on now is a dramatic shift in public opinion. It's not that the polls are narrowing. It's not that the, the Labour lead looks a bit soft or anything like that. That's all been blown away by not just these two by-elections, but the by-election in Rutherglen in Scotland a few weeks ago and some of the by-elections in the summer. What the Conservative Party is now hoping for is an extremely dramatic turnaround. It may happen, but the reason it would be so dramatic is because it looks quite difficult to achieve. That's uh, Henry Zeffman there, our chief political correspondent. And there's much more on the fallout of uh, those election results uh, on the BBC website, bbc.co.uk forward slash news.